Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is a retired military vet. He did 20 excellent years. Mr. John Tremack, thank you for joining me. Hey, thank you, man, for having me. My man, pleasure. Look, first of all, before we do anything, thank you for your service. Thank you for your support and thank you for your service as well. Appreciate you, bro. So we just going to get right into it, man. I Look, me and you, we go back to like 2003. And exactly. I, you know, I follow you on, I follow you on Facebook, follow you on IG, and you one of them brothers who gonna speak your mind, no filter, no nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so a pro. That they can have its positive and uh, negative effects, but you know, I take the good with the bad. One of the reasons I was very interested in getting you on, which I'm glad you decided to do, is because you're biracial. Mm-hmm. So you get to see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just let you talk for a minute. Like, first of all, how you doing? And like, what are you, where are you at today with what you're seeing with race and America? Uh, first of all, man, I'm, I'm doing great, man. I'm, you know, married, been married for 17 years. Three kids. Uh, my daughter Jasmine is 24. My son Cameron is 19. Uh, my son John Jr. is 16. Uh, and my wife Crystal uh, is uh, retired as well. Um, I mean, it's uh, today's uh, America, man. Is uh, it's uh, it's heartbreaking, man, because um, it's it's. It's 2020, man, and we're still talking about racism. And I can honestly say, growing up in a a mixed household, I never in my life uh, was taught color. I never seen color. Um, I never even realized that uh, my parents were two different colors until someone pointed it out to me. Um, I just knew them as mom and dad, you know what I'm saying? Or mommy and daddy. Um, But I have an all white sister. I have an all black sister and I'm the biracial kid. They both had kids prior to, uh, to their marriage. Um, But uh, yeah, man, today's world, man, is uh, it's, it's heartbreaking, man. And, it's hard to watch the news. It's hard to be on social media because you see people that you've actually uh, served in the military with, um, that you've actually gone to war with. You see a different side of those people. And it's like, man, if this is how you really feel, I'm glad and I'm thankful that I never had to actually depend on you to save my life because would you have really given it a hundred percent to save my life or would you have just gone through the motion and acted like you were trying to save my life? Um, so I've lost a lot of associates. I'm not going to call them friends. I have a very few amount of friends, true friends, um, but yeah, that's, uh, so, I mean, 
I hope I answered your question. Um, but it's just heartbreaking, man, and it's it's very sad, man. It really is. You mentioned the you mentioned the military piece. If you was if you was active right now and seeing seeing you know you were these were your battle buddies and you seen these interactions they had and these opinions they have of you know what's going on, would it make it difficult to serve with them? It will make it very difficult uh, to serve with them. But um, if if I was still serving right now, and I mean, I was a song first class. I mean, that was E7. I mean, that's not like, in, you know, a big time rank or whatever. A lot of these uh, people that I see, they were uh, subordinate to, uh, they would have been subordinate to me. Uh, I've only seen a couple that were uh, in a superior rank, um, but knowing me and the way that I move, uh, I probably would have said something to all of them and probably would have got myself jammed up, um, but not to the point of being jammed up as in like losing rank, but I probably would have uh, caused uh I don't know, like a mass movement to like, uh, maybe I wouldn't call it a protest, but I I would have stirred the pot and I would have got some things uh, going because um, if we're all putting on that uniform, which is green, then that's the only color that we should see. Um, if I'm willing to give my life for you and without worrying about what your upbringing was, what color skin you have, um, then you should feel the same way about me because regardless, I know it sounds corny, I know it sounds cliche, but if a bullet hits you in your stomach and a bullet hits me in my stomach, the blood that comes out is red. That's true. No matter. And if they take me to the ER, they take you to the ER, if you're a white guy, they're not going to say, hey, get him the whites only blood and get him the biracial blood. They're, they're just going to say, hey, get him some O positive blood and get him some O positive blood if that's their blood type. Um, so, um, yes, it would be very hard to serve, but I'm sure, I'm sure me as a person, I, I would have, uh, I would have persevered, man. And I probably, like I said, I probably would have knocked a couple heads off, not <laughs> physically, but I probably would have knocked a couple, like a couple heads off and, um, uh, started some shit. That's just, that's just me. I've always been that, that way. Yeah. I'm a fire starter. Now, when you, you mentioned, um, you mentioned when you were growing up that, mm -hmm you don't erase. And when you have conversations with people, and I'm talking, I'm talking about not you, but most people in general, when they have conversations, mm -hmm. especially black people, and we hear a white person say they don't see color, they get offended mm -hmm. when they hear that. But mm -hmm. when I listen to you say that, it's possible that you really don't see color. Is that fair mm -hmm. statement to make? Right, it is, it is. and. The reason why I said that I never saw color is um, I honestly never heard the word nigga uh, until I was called one 
in my dad's hometown. And I was like 10. Wow. I had never heard that word before a day in my life. Never heard my mother use it. I never heard anyone on my mother's side of the family use it. Um, I never heard the word uh, cracker, honky, uh, nothing. I never heard any racial derogatory words on any side, white or black, growing up. My parents didn't use them. No one in our family used them. Um, I was actually, like I said, I was in my dad's hometown in Pennsylvania and I was outside playing in the backyard and a kid said, look, there goes a nigger. And I looked around like, I think, I thought it was an animal. I'm like, I'm looking around like, where's the nigger at? I'm looking, you know, and they start pointing. So I went in the house and I asked my grandfather, my dad's father, I said, do you know what a nigger is? And my grandfather looked and he was like, what? Where'd you hear that from? And I said, the kid outside, he, he said, there goes a nigger. And he started pointing at me. And my grandfather got up, got his shotgun, and we walked out outside. And he went down to the, uh, he, he asked me, he said, who called you that word? We walked downstairs. And I mean, we walked outside to the, uh, to, to the street. And uh, I said, right there, those kids right there. And their dad was sitting up in the uh, on the porch, and he walked down there. He said, "Hey, your boys called my grandson a derogatory word." And the guy looked. He said, "Oh, Mr. Ed, that's your grandson?" He was like, "Yeah, that's John's uh, son." And he said, "Did did your son just call my grandson an N word?" And he said, "They probably did." And he was like, "Well, where'd they learn that from? Obviously, they learned that from you." And he was like, "Yeah, I just..." I said it uh, as a joke, and he said, "No, nah, we don't. We don't joke like that. His name is John, and that's what you'll 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 refer him uh, as." And after that, man, I had no more issues, and me and the kid that called me a nigger were best friends to this day, man. Wow, wow! Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just goes to show, like <clears throat> you know that that ignorance is taught. That ignorance it is, is taught. It's taught, <clears throat> and then like his father, man, like. Even to this day, man, like when I when I went back up there for my grandmother's funeral, uh, his his father I, I was in the army still, so I had my uniform on, and uh, his father saw me, and uh, you know, even to this day, man, his father apologizes. He was like, "Man, I'm so sorry, man, that that I offended you uh, when you were ten years old." And I'm like, "Dude, that's like thirty plus years ago." And he was like, "Nah, I should have never did that," you know, even you know, not knowing who you were, but still you were somebody's child. And I wouldn't want no, I wouldn't want anyone, you know, calling my child a derogatory term. So I used to go to my grandparents' house in the summertime. And I don't know if you're familiar with uh, baseball back in the eighties, but the Boston Red Sox had uh, a pitcher. His name was Dennis Boyd, they, but his nickname was Oil Can. I don't know why they called him oil can because I think he called himself oil can because he said he was smooth as smooth as oil. But when he was my favorite ba baseball player, they used to ask me all the time, who's your favorite baseball player? And I was like, oil can Boyd. So they nicknamed me oil can. So my parents were like, hold on. Why are they calling you oil can? Your name's John. They're thinking they're calling me that like 
in a derogatory way. And I'm like, no, that's oil can boy. Like, oh, okay. you know, but I used to pitch and like, he was very dramatic when, when he struck somebody out, he would always like, he'd celebrate every time he struck somebody out. So every time I would play baseball up there in the league, I struck somebody out. I would do the same thing. <laughs> so my teammates was like, all right, oil, oil can. So everyone, that's why every, everyone knew me as in my dad's hometown is oil pan Trey Mac. So it wasn't a derogatory term. And I even had to let my wife know because my best friend's brother, his name, my, my best friend's name is Shane. His brother's name is Nate. His brother's like 10 years younger than him. his brother lives in Stafford. Well, his brother used to come over here in our house and uh, he calls me oil can. And, and my wife was like, why is he calling you that? And I had to explain that to her because she was ready to kick my man out, out the <laughs> house. And I'm like, nah. So I just had to explain that to her, you know, to let her know. And she was like, I don't really like that. So I had to show her the guy, you know, on the computer, like, look, this is his name. This is, you know, this it's a real guy. Like he's not a, it's not a fictional person. They're not just calling me this for, a derogatory term so but yeah man so but yeah you, we're cool to this day man do you think people have the ability to to be racist and then see like change and not be a racist anymore um that's a tough one man um i can say you can have i can see people I can say yes and no to that. Prime example, man. And um, when I was a recruiter, that's when I met, met y'all. When I was a recruiter in Laurel, Maryland, I went over this guy's house and I met him in a high school. I'm not gonna mention, I'm not gonna say his name, nothing like that. Um, went over his house, I met him in, the, in, in school and he was cool. Made an appointment with the guy. He had passed a little practice test. You know how as recruiters, we set up the appointment, everything. We get excited. You know, and I had been on it. I had only been, been a recruiter, man, probably for like a year and a half. So I was still like excited, you know. So I get to the guy's house. Mom answers the door. Open the door up. Hey, ma'am, how you doing? I'm staff sergeant Trey Mac, United States. She says, yeah, our son is expecting you. Come on in. So. I sit down and I start giving the presentation, you know, like uh, my homeboy did you when, when he puts you in, you know? So we, you know, we going back and, you know, we're going. So then about maybe 20 minutes into the presentation, the door opens, the father comes home. So everybody looks up, I say, hey, good afternoon, sir. Sergeant, he was like, who? who is this nigger and why is he in my fucking house? And I was like, oh, I was like, ooh. So me, I'm, I'm in uniform. I have to stay professional Definitely. because I'm representing the army. I'm not representing John Trey Mack. I'm representing the United States Army. So if I flip on this guy, then I'm, I'm done either way. So the wife was like, says his name and was like, would you please go to the back? That is so ignorant. You are so ignorant. 
go to the back. And she was like, Sergeant Trey Mack, I am so sorry. Just hold on one second. And he was like, get that nigger out of my house. Get that nigger out of my house. And I was like, and the son was sitting there looking like, he was like, man, I'm so sorry. I thought he would have got o- over that by now. So I'm like, okay. I said, look, man, what I'll do, um, I said, you want me to come back? And he was like, the mom was like, no, you're going to stay right here and finish this. He's going to go in the back. And she kept going, telling him to go in the back. And, bro, she slapped him in the head. She was like, take your ass in the back. You're fucking ignorant. She's like, I don't even know why I stay with you. You're just fucking ignorant. She was going off, bro. She, you, you could tell that it bothered her and, like, she was really affected. And the sun, bro, was like the color of a stop sign. He was so embarrassed. Damn. So... So she goes back, bro, and you can hear her in the back just giving him, like, the business. Like, she's running him up and down, giving him – I mean, she she pretty much flawed him from head to toe. Every flaw he had from the time they got married to that day, she <laughs> ripped him. So the son is like he, – he, he was like, I'm sorry, man. I did not want to subject you to this i hope i was hoping that you would be in and out before he got home he is such an asshole he's not he was like they're 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 i think they're going through a divorce i don't know um he comes home sometimes sometimes he doesn't and obviously today he chooses to come home when you're here um so he comes back out about 30 minutes later i'm still talking to the mom and the son the mom is still apologizing so you know, we're, we're talking and, uh, I finished the presentation, tell the mom, I said, well, is there anything else that you would like, you know, to know before I leave? And, uh, is the army something that you want to do? You know, I, I can't remember the presentation, you know, that was right, almost right, right. 20 years, <laughs> almost 20 years ago. And she said, well, he's going to join, um, what's the net next step? So I said, he just has to go and take the a- actual ASVAB test. We can schedule him to take the ASVAB uh, one night. He'll stay in the hotel. He'll take the physical, and then he'll pick his job the next day. And then uh, he'll get his ship date that the net, the, you know, the next day. And then he'll be in what they call the delayed entry program. He'll check in with me, and you know. And the mom was like, "What, like a probation officer?" I said, "No, no, we don't do that. We're not. We're not <laughs> we don't talk probation." I said, "Is he on probation?" She was like, "No, no, no. I was just playing." I said, "Oh, okay, okay." So. Before I left, the mom said uh, she called the dad out and she said, you you come out here and you owe this man an apology. And I said, no, ma'am. I said, he's entitled to his own beliefs. He's in t- this is his house. And I'm not trying. I'm not. I said, I was here to talk to your son and you. And you. If he doesn't want to talk to me, that's fine. She's like, no, he needs to come out here and explain himself. So, bro, I go. He comes back out. And he sits down. He says, hey, man. I came off at you wrong, and I really apologize. Okay, sir, no problem. I said, I, this is not the first time that I've been called that that word, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last time. Um, I said, but can I ask you the reason why you have so much hate in your heart for black people? He said, yeah, man, I got beat up by two black dudes in high school, and I never got over it. I said, so you, you've held on to all this hate because two black dudes, Two, not the whole black race, but two black dudes beat you up. 
I said, what grade were you in? He was like 10th. I said, so how do you now? And he's like 50 something. I said, so you've held on to this for almost 40 years. Just two black dudes beat you up or jumped you. And now the whole race is horrible. And he was like, that's what I feel like. I said, I said, man, repeat that back to yourself. I said, you think the whole race is corrupted because two black dudes beat you up. I said, do you know if, I said, I got cut off coming over here by a Hispanic dude. Do you think I hate all Hispanics now because that one driver cut me off? I said, that doesn't make sense. I said, you know how much it takes to hate me? You don't even know me. Like, right. I'm out here fighting for your for this country. I'm trying to help your son lock in a future to help you not have to pay for college. I said, but you called me all kinds. I said, you came in here just dogging me out. Now, I said, now, what if I was a disrespectful person and I would have got up and I would have lost my cool and I would have jumped towards you or I would have tried to be aggressive with you. Then I would have proved your point that all black people are bad, correct? And he was like, well, you didn't do that. You just sat down. I said, okay, so are all black people bad? I said, you came in here uh, trying to attack me and I did, I did what? I said, I acted calm, cool, and collective. So all black people aren't bad. I said, but you got two black people 40 years ago. I said, if you've held on to that for 40 years, I said, man, that's, that's crazy. And his wife was like, that is. And that's why I'm divorcing him. Damn. And I said, well, it's time for me to go. And he was <laughs> like, hey, man, I apologize again. I said, I accept your, your apology, sir. And I said, you know what? I'm the bigger man. I said, if I seen you broke down on the side of the road, even after what you call me today, I'd still pull over and help you. Even though I know that you don't like black people because those two black dudes 40 years ago beat you up in high school. Mm. And he was like, he was just sitting there looking, bro. So do I think people can change? I think he probably changed after that. Um, because once I put his son in, in the army and I went back when his son came back for hometown recruiting, oh, I was, I was big dog then. Hey, what's up, Tom? <laughs> what's up, baby? You want a beer or something? You know, he was cool, wow. but you know, yeah, he had, he had changed his whole demeanor towards, you know what I'm saying? But that was just towards me. I, I can't say how he was out with like if he would have ran into you or yeah. if he would have ran into another black person you know what i'm saying but i think i probably opened his eyes yeah you know and maybe that helped him understand that okay if two people of a race do something to me it doesn't qualify to make everybody of that race bad yeah i think the biggest thing you sense. did the biggest thing you did was just open him up to let that hate go man yeah, I mean, it's, bro, it takes so much to hate somebody, bro. Especially if you don't know them. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Look, I'm going to shift gears a little bit, but I want to okay. kind of stay, stay on task. Okay. There's another issue, and, I, and now I'm going to go to the black community because okay. I'm sure you deal with this issue as well. 
with black people like, oh, well, he biracial, so there's no way he can be 100% committed to the black cause. Like, how does that make you feel? Uh, I laugh at it a lot, man, because uh, I know when a lot of times people say, oh, man, you're not, you're not uh, too light-skinned, uh, you ain't black enough, um, you, uh, because your pops is white, you really, you really not considered to be a black man because, you know, you're supposed to get your, you know, your, your knowledge from a black man. Like you, you know, you, 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 you're supposed to get, get your teachings from a black man. But if anyone has ever met my father, my father's probably the, is more black than any black man that I've ever met because <laughs> he's taught me so much just being in my life for 46 years. Um, he is uh, the biggest role model that I could ever have. Like I patterned my life after him. And that's why I've been so successful to date. Um, He's always told me, like every parent has told me right from wrong, but he, every time I'm with him, it's like I'm sitting in class. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It's always teaching. He's always teaching. There's not a, like I just went home this past weekend. When I'm talking to him, it's always a teaching. Hey, this, you should do this. This is how you should do this. Hey, try this. It's always a learning, a learning uh, experience. Like we have conversations, but it's always him feeding me. You know what I mean? Like he's always feeding me. So, wow. um, but when it comes to, you know, now as much, I don't really get that. Oh man, you know, it was back in the day, man. People used to say, oh man, you, you know, you light skinned dudes, man, y'all, y'all ain't black enough. And, you know, y'all can't fight for us. And, you know, y'all, uh, y'all ain't on the cause with us and this and that. Now, man, I don't even pay that no attention because if, if somebody look, looks at me and they know me, they know I'm with, they know I'm with, uh, I'm all about, I don't support the organization, Black Lives Matter. I'm, I'm, but my Black Lives Matters, my children's Black Lives Matter, and everybody else out there who is Black, their lives matter. And until all those Black Lives Matter, don't come to me with all lives matter. You feel mm -hmm. me? Because right. if you can't tell me Black Lives Matter, and you come to me talking about some all lives matter? Nah, because from 1619 to 1968, where was all lives matter? Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, nah, bro, I'm, I'm probably the most, I wouldn't say the most, but I'm pro-black. I'm probably the, I'm a radical when, when it comes to being pro-black. Now, I'll call you out on, on your shit. If you a fucked up black person, I'm gonna call you out. Yeah, you um, will. <laughs> if you if you if you one of them hypocritical sambo type motherfuckers, I'm gonna call you out. Um, if you 
bash the black race just to to appease the white man. You know, you out there tap dancing and shit. I'm gonna call <laughs> you out. If if you a white dude or a white woman that you know always bashing us, I'm gonna call you the fuck out too. So with me, I'm all about everyone who is for us. And that's for the human race, period. Like, if you ain't bashing me or my people, I'm cool with you. But the moment you start talking shit about, you know, you start talk, talking down about this person or that that person that's trying to do something positive for uh, the community, I don't care if you white and you're trying to do something for the black community. I don't care if you black, you're trying to do something for the white community. If you're trying to do something positive to bring people together and people are talking shit about you, I'm going to call you out. I don't give a fuck who you are. Period. Yeah, That's just me. <laughs> That's just me. You know, I'm all about positive vibes, man. And I just, I don't understand how it's, like I told you before, it's 2020 and we're still talking about racism. Motherfuckers cannot be in the same room with somebody because of their skin tone. That's dumb as fuck, man. Yeah. It's dumb as shit. I don't understand it. I I don't either, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully one day, you know, you know, we both got, well, we both got kids and they, you know, yours are a little older than mine, but we both got kids and, you know, maybe one day they'll live in a world that, you know, it's, it's harmony, it's peace, and everybody getting along. Yep. But I gotta let you in on at least on a positive note because we talk so much about race. But there are some benefits to seeing both sides and being biracial. So I wanted to close with the benefits of being a biracial man. Uh, shit, that's easy, man. I can, you know, I can, I can conversate with everybody, man. I can fit in a crowd with everybody. Um, like I said, I got the best of both worlds, man. I got a, I got an all white family. I got an all black family, man. And when we're all together, it's like harmony, bro. Like there's no, you know, like when I was growing up, I never said, oh, I'm going to my white family. I'm going to my black family. It's like, you know, we're all family, bro. And it was like, it's love, man. And like, there's like, when I look at like my sister, like, I love both my sisters, bro. One's blonde hair, blue eyes. The other one is brown eyed, black hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But I love them both equally. And I have a niece and nephew, both blonde hair, blue eyes. But I love them dearly. And people look at us when we're out in public. Like, like I went to a football game in Pittsburgh with my sister. I took a picture with my sister and put it on Facebook. Don't you know someone called Crystal and said, your husband's at a football game with a white woman. (laughs) And she said, yeah, I know. That's his sister. And they were like, oh, (laughs) open mouth, insert foot. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, but, but yeah, man, it's, 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 I love being biracial, man. I love, I love being, uh, able to, uh, to have both cultures uh, uh, being able to be in uh, to be able to uh, 
to be in both cultures, man. I can I can go to an all white place and I'm cool. I never feel out of place anywhere I go. And it doesn't matter. Like I don't change how I talk. I talk the same way. I call a white dude a nigga just as fast as I call a black dude a nigga. You know what I mean? I call my cousins, my, my white cousins, nigga. You know what I mean? And they look at me like, oh my God, what are you, what are you saying? I'm like, what's up, nigga? They're like, hey, man, we can't say that. Hey, you can. I don't give a fuck. You know? <laughs> I don't care. Because I know you're not using, they're not using it in a derogatory sense. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But they're like, we're not using that word, you know? But I talk to them. You know, I talk to them the same way I talk, just like this. I talk. The only person I change my vocabulary for is my mother. I do not talk crazy around my mother or my father. Oh, none of us do. So <laughs> I will. I I will straight talk proper English. Yes, ma'am. No, no, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Everybody else, you're gonna get a couple niggers here. I may call you a bitch ass nigger. Whatever. <laughs> It sound dumb. My my favorite saying is that shit sound dumb as fuck. Yeah, you do say, say that, that. all the time. <laughs> I say that shit all the time. That shit sound dumb as fuck. <laughs> Pisses my wife up all the time. But hey, that's me, man. Forty five, almost forty six, man. That's me. Hey, look, oh. brother. I just want you to keep being yourself, man. It's it's been always, a pleasure. Man. It's been For always sure, been a pleasure, man. We've gone back to like what two thousand three. Yeah. Was, yeah, 2002, 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Two so years, brother. It's been yeah, it's been an years. honor, man. It's been an honor to follow your career and see hey, everything man. you're doing. And I appreciate it, man. When I was at my age, when I was at my worst in recruiting, you and your wife were there for me, bro. I'd never forget that. Hey man. It was days, it was days I was in the S1 and your wife was like, Hey, don't worry about it, brother. We got you. So that never goes Definitely. unforgotten. Definitely. Amen. Look, we love y'all. We love the family. And love you too, an brother. Honor. It's been an honor and a pleasure to talk to you again, man. No doubt. I wish you all the best with everything you're doing. No doubt, bro. We'll holler. All right. Thank everyone for listening to the podcast. Y'all have a great day.